welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Jeff Lee, editor of Cargo Facts, and it's Friday the 1st of December. Joining me this week is Tanya Janfrichter, CEO of Pacific Air Cargo, which wet leases greater capacity from a couple of operators, including 747s with Kalita Air and 757s with Asia Pacific Airlines. Hi, Tanya. Thank you for joining us here on the Cargo Facts podcast. First of all, how are you doing and how is it going uh, in LA? Thank you, Jeff, and thanks for having me. Uh, it's it's uh, quite uh, warm and sunny, so we're waiting for winter to hit, but it hasn't quite happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we are interested in um, how things are going at Pacific Air Cargo, and uh, perhaps you know specifically talk about some of the um, major changes um, that have taken place in the past year. We've had, you know, s- several uh, significant um, events, uh, let's say, in, in Hawaii. Yeah, so um, at Pacific Air Cargo, we've, um, you know, it just seems, you know, one thing after another, another with, with the, mm. you know, what everybody's being impacted. First it was COVID and High fuel prices, um, specifically to our market, the um, devastation in Lahaina, um, which we were fortunate at least to be able to assist with some um, help help there. But uh, all in all, the changes this year, you know, we're experiencing, I guess, what we're calling the new normal now with with, um, the markets returned a little bit as, I guess, as the new normal um, pre-COVID. And uh, capacity on the passenger lift is is definitely um, this year has come back uh, quite strong at least uh, to Hawaii. So we're we're feeling some of um, the additional capacity um, in our market. But the LA to Honolulu route um, historically, including this year, has been quite steady for us. Um, the biggest change this year, I would say, um, is the Honolulu to Los Angeles. I mean, when COVID hit, that completely went away 100%. And we are re- actually in the last couple months really seeing the Asian market come back via Honolulu and helping us with some of that backhaul, um, which is significant for us. Um, one of the, one of the changes we made and we're, um, you know, we're we're pretty nimble and can make some very quick changes, which is an advantage, especially with our, uh, longtime ACMI partners working with us, but we outsource, um, we continue to outsource a flight once a week to Asia, um, to help with the lack of the backhaul. Um, and we're actually planning to continue that next year, mainly um, to help with the uncertainty of the fuel prices. So mm-hmm. um, that along with, um, we're really excited. We kicked off a, a road feeder service um, late last year. Um, we're growing it this year. And what that does, it's it's providing a um, visibility um, throughout the lower 48, um, 
connecting everything. You can ship something to Hawaii from pretty much anywhere in the United States on, on a Pacific Air Cargo Airway bill, um, kind of like a one-stop shopping kind of concept. And um, we're growing that slowly. So that's uh, one of our biggest uh, changes. Um, and then along with uh, interline agreements, we have uh, historically, uh, you know, traditionally had always focused on um, Asia eastbound interline agreements. Um, and it's those agreements and partnerships are so valuable to our success. Um, but this year we're focusing on uh, trying to interline with other um, airlines, not necessarily um, out of Asia, but um, Europe and Canada as well. And um, mm. looking into Mexico, really just trying to to see if we can, you know, provide some more tail to tail options um, in and out of Hawaii. Right. Interesting. And what about the, um, I mean, the market within Hawaii and within um, the islands? What we're what we're noticing is is you know Hawaii is just uh, one of those locations that that is always in demand for product and and Los Angeles is um, a steady gateway um, for Hawaii. So um, I mean, and it seems like Hawaii itself is growing as far as. You know, there's quite a bit of construction going on in Hawaii. I don't know if mm. the last time you were there, Jeff, but there's there always seems to be building of something, um, and more and more um, interestingly enough, more and more restaurants and and uh, you know supermarkets. So we're we're still moving quite a bit of perishables. Um, Obviously, um, and we see this, you know, there's a in Ma as far as Maui is concerned, we with what's gone there, uh, we've handled, we've flown several charters um, into Honolulu and connected um, into Maui with smaller aircraft, but providing relief supplies um, during that whole devastation. But we're expecting mm -hmm. long term, uh, you know, a rebuilding of Maui's that we're we're looking to be um you know hoping to be part of helping with that that whole situation and and tourism is coming back to Hawaii so the biggest thing that we're we're seeing now is the Asian carriers are passenger carriers are returning somewhat to capacity uh pre-covid um, we see that growing, and um, that's that's probably you know the biggest thing. So tourism tourism's coming back, and that's helping with the overall uh, market uh, right now. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned uh, you know specifically Honolulu to LA and um, some uh, Asian markets. What we've also seen um, from talking to a number of other people um, is that. Um, traffic uh from to and from latin america south america uh has also been growing have you seen um that and are you seeing um you know traffic um coming through hawaii and and 
heading down to South America or we, the other way around. Yeah, it it is interesting how a lot of um, we've always kind of seen and and what's always interested me is how many flowers are flown to Hawaii, um, mm. many of them coming from Latin America. You know, when you think of Hawaii, you think they all the flowers grow there, but it's yeah, I, I, it still interests me. But we don't, um, and that's one of the things actually we're looking at because Latin America is, they've always had somewhat of a market um, into Hawaii and the a lot of the Asia product that we carry into Los Angeles does go um, down to uh, not only, you know, Latin America, but Mexico. Um, so we... Yeah, I would agree with that. We we don't um, interline directly in those markets, but it is something we're keeping an eye on. And um, we hear is a, a growing market. Mm. Um, now, you mentioned um, the long-term ACMI arrangement, and that is with uh, Glitter Air and a, a 747-400 freighter, right? Yes. So how, how would you... Uh, describe uh, the state of the the wide body ACMI um, freighter market right now and, and how has that changed um, over the course of this year? You know from from Pacific Airs from our experience um, the ACMI uh, agreement just works really great for us because it you know Coletta has such a, a deep pool of of um, aircraft and um crew and they they actually do their own maintenance so we don't we don't have to worry about that so much if um our contract you know basically says we we have a plane and and it has to operate the schedule so um we it's it's we get the advantage of a lot of tail swaps. So if one of our aircraft is down or if it needs to be pulled for maintenance, um, we get it swapped out with another aircraft. Um, and and that's been, uh, I would say the biggest advantage for us. Um, and with the ACMI, um, you know, agreement, we also, right. yeah, we've been with Coletta for gosh, almost 25 years. Um, we have a long, term contract with them and we just renewed our uh acmi with asia pacific airlines 757 as well mm. um they operate the samoa market for us and it right. also gives us a lot of flexibility to operate charters on demand um specifically in the pacific and and um the market that we are so close to mm -hmm. and Obviously, Galita um, is a major operator of the 747, but um, they are, um, you know, on the horizon is a transition um, to the newer um, 777s, especially the 777 conversions, uh, which I just saw at the Dubai Air Show here. But um, how would that aircraft um, change things for you, um, you know, with the you've had um, operations with the 747 for a long time, as you say. Well, I, I think the biggest change, um, well, let me first 
I have to say we I love the 747. I mean the 747 yeah. I know is is uh, a pretty thirsty airplane and hmm. uh you know does does require a lot of fuel to operate but at the same time you you get to um it's so um you know forgiving when it comes to weight and balance and you can really pack it and and just it's a terrific plane for us it's it's work so we know we know that um you know it, it it's not going to be here forever and it we will mm -hmm. be transitioning to the triple seven um the good news obviously what we're all excited about is the the fuel savings that um we will be um you know, expecting on that aircraft. Um, and, you know, there's several types of the 777. Coletta, um, you know, they're the launch customer of this new one Version, that's yes, coming out. Yes, yeah. um, conversion, yeah. And, you know, it's obviously a different aircraft than the 747, but other than, you know, like, I think the giant exceptions, it pretty much hold can hold what the 74 does and payload wise mm. it's it, it it won't be a factor um because we usually um mostly um if not entirely using um their 747 conversions right not the nose um loading version yeah we do have the nose load in our system um maybe every six weeks we'll get it or if we if we mm do need if we re require it which how how often do you, are you needing um, that nose door oh four to six times a year hmm. okay. um we actually ask we you know if, if it's something that just can't fit through the side door um and coletta yeah. usually you know they they operate several flights on the west coast now that it's pretty easy to to swap a nose load in our system mm -hmm. but it it doesn't happen often Interesting. Um, yeah. And so I guess that's where the triple seven um three hundred uh conversion comes in is um where the nose door um capability is not required on the seven four seven. That that type is uh you know is targeted at replacing um those kinds of operations with the seven four seven conversions. So it sounds like that would be um that wouldn't be too difficult a transition for you, except uh, those four to six times a year. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's you know that's specific. Um, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a big impact. the The fuel savings we're going to get, and 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 the other mm. advantages of being a newer plane and and whatnot is is far you know exceeds. Yeah. exceeds that and what we learned what i didn't know um you might be aware is uh the big triple seven engines um we understand are going to be able to be moved in in three pieces so they're even making that um the triple seven um capable of carrying their own engines which mm. yeah in the beginning we thought that wasn't going to be able to do but we're happy to hear that they figured it out you know yeah no it's impressive i saw uh, i went inside um that that aircraft um and it's really impressive um so 
I mean, would Pacific Air Cargo um, kind of always stick to the ACMI model, or would would you potentially look at um, you know getting your own AOC and operating your own aircraft? I would, you know, right now. I mean, I we're open to to we're always open to ideas. Um, mm. But the ACMI uh, model works so well with for us that um, right now, at least in the the near future, we're we're not looking to move away from that kind of model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, it's much less risky, isn't it? Yeah, the the crew and the maintenance, especially the crew, we prefer the that being someone else's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I it's um, we look forward to seeing you um, continue to grow your operations and expand your network, um, and as well as your ACMI um, partners. So. Um, Good luck with um, everything, um, you know, in, in Hawaii, and good luck with, um, next year as well. Um, but in the meantime, thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us. Thank, thank you, Jeff. Uh, Cargo Facts is is a is a fantastic um, publication and a source uh, for this industry. So thank you very much for the opportunity and talking thank with you. you. That was Pacific Air Cargo CEO Tanya Janfrukter. And that's it for today. For more multimedia coverage like this, search CargoFax Connect on iTunes and Spotify and visit cargofax.com. Thank you very much for tuning in and join us again next time.